Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. So, I don't stay awake as long as you do at night, Wheeler. You're up like 3 or 4 a.m. I've got to um, stop that, by the way. I was. I was up until, I think I shut my eyes at 3.30 this morning. <laughs> Dude. And it's just... But it wasn't intended that way. It just worked out. Sometimes I will stay awake and I'll go on a meme search and uh, try to, you know, best my friends on the ones they send me. But you do I send saw, some good ones. I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I saw one the other day that, that uh, I said, man, this is it's it, it kind of it didn't hit home as much as it, it just kind of struck me. And it, it said essentially, uh, you know, hey, don't settle for that three percent pay raise out there. And the same excuse from your boss. that That's what everyone's getting these days. Because across the street, they're paying 15% pay raises. Yes. So that got me thinking. I mean, it's like, I'm not going anywhere. I enjoy working for you on the Altix podcast and all the benefits you provide me. So um, I'm staying put with that 3% pay raise that you provide. Mm. Uh, but I think that that is uh, clearly, clearly a tool that people are going to be using and are using successfully uh, yes. to get pay raises, man. Which I and I have advocated for that for years. I am not a fan of the three percent pay raise or Who anything is? below it for that matter. Who is? I mean, come no, on. but I mean, this is why I always say too, and I mean it. You should always be looking for a job, always. And that doesn't mean you know necessarily like running out there and putting out resumes and so forth. But you should always at least be loosely seeing what is out there, taking some meetings, having a lunch, making a contact. Because, you know, sometimes you're not appreciated enough where you are. You know, the, the, the one you're married to doesn't necessarily uh, still love you uh, completely. And I'm not talking about marriage here. It is a metaphor. You're making me uh, feel uncomfortable here. We work. Uh, slow, no, no, slow no, no, down it's now. all work slow related. Down. And I think that that is what has led so many people to quit their jobs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and Texas has been the quitting capital of the country uh, it was that way in September. It was that way in October. We qu- had more quitters in Texas than any other place in the United States. Now, November, which the numbers just came out for that, uh, California edged us out by 4,000 people. But I still wouldn't discount that Texas led the country in quitters in November as well. When we see the final numbers, these are preliminary, when we see those final numbers uh, in in about a month, because something has been happening here in Texas. You've had 1,280,000 people in Texas in three months quit their jobs. 1.28 million people. That is tremendous. And a lot of those are not people who are just falling out of the workforce, although some of them are going to retirement. A lot of those people are going across the street to another employer who will actually pay them what they think they're worth. 
Well, before we get into our, our guest here, too, I want to ask you what you're drinking uh, here in this final week of January. <laughs> I am having a uh, cup of this is not vodka that I'm holding up or gin. It is water. And this is, you know, to uh, toast you. Uh, because fi- is that you fire doing- water or is that just like tap <laughs> no, water? It is just it's tap water out of the fridge that's filtered. But it's uh, it's you know, I know you're having dry January and I totally respect that. Um, and, and hopefully have you lost more weight, by the way? I'm down like six and a half, seven pounds. My wife's totally ticked off at me. Why? Um, but because I, I don't oh, say yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I don't say it falls off me, but um, yeah, it's fallen off. Know, I, I, yeah, so I'm which again makes me wonder. Like I know we were having our beer a week here on the podcast, but how much were you drinking if you're losing weight that fast? Just by I don't not drink drinking that much. I mean, dude, come on, you drink more than me. You drink um, the heavy stuff. I drink the I, light beers. <laughs> And you I have think like that, the IPAs, the double porters and double stouts. But you know how I get beer. bored with it after like the first three sips and, and I'm, I'm done with it because it's not super cold anymore. So anyway, we're still respecting uh, dry January here uh, as today we're kind of taking a little bit of a turn and talking about jobs and talking because everybody's talking about this right, right. now. And we're also talking about how do you. How do you get one of these raises? You know, like what if you don't want to say, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to somebody across the street who pays me. Can you still get a good deal if you just kind of walk in to the boss that you have right now and say, hey, I'd like to talk about my compensation? And I don't think anyone likes to see the consultants come into the office. But the guy Mm -hmm. we're about to talk to as a consultant, you probably want to see come in the office. Uh, his name is Jay Denton. He's a chief labor market analyst at ThinkY Labor IQ, and his company essentially uh, goes in and advises other companies on where their salaries need to be more competitive. Basically, you crunch numbers, you have access to salaries, you have access to labor market data, and you all figure out how much we're all making for different jobs, and you advise companies, here's what you need to be paying if you want to be competitive to lure talent or to keep your talent. Uh, And so I'm curious, how is that going right about now? Because it seems like these companies are having to pay more and more and more. Yeah, you you summed it up well. I'd say we we help people make accurate pay decisions to retain and attract employees. And it's something that, that practically every business is struggling with. I mean, we, you know, whether it's here locally around the country, it's been tough. And so that's why they leverage software like ours, because they're seeing pay jumps really like we've never seen it before. And we're seeing, you know, more jobs open than we've ever seen before, but more people quitting to take those jobs. And so it's been very difficult over the last year plus for employers to really figure out, you know, at least from a compensation angle, how do we make sure that we keep our top people? You mentioned over the last year, Jay, uh, what do you expect we'll see in 2022? I mean, as we have this conversation, the the market is is down for, uh, you know, starting the fourth week here now. Are are things going to continue uh, just red hot like they have been? Well, at some point, you want to think that it stabilizes a bit, but I do think a lot of the disruptors that we had from last year and with wage inflation being one of them, it's going to carry right into 2022. I mean, when we talk to companies out there, like I said, they're having a very difficult time hiring. And I would say here locally, especially, we've been on the... Uh, the good side of being able to attract talent. So we've got a very well-educated workforce here. Well, now places around the country are hiring those folks remotely. And I think especially here for the folks in Dallas and in Texas, we're going to continue to see a very, very tight labor market, but different because of the way that all the, all the people that moved here from the East Coast or the West Coast, well, now those companies are hiring them back just remotely. And so it's just been very tough. And I, I think, again, that'll continue in 2022. 
So I think we call that poaching, uh, where we have companies like on the West Coast or the East Coast sort of swooping in here and grabbing up talent that otherwise would have gone to local employers in Texas because so many people are able to work remotely right now. How much of a premium does that add there, Jay, if somebody can do that, where they're hired by a West Coast company, but living in Texas? Yeah, I'll break it down for you two ways. So the first is just if we're if we're trying to compete just with ourselves um, here here locally. And typically we're seeing if someone you know leaves one job and moves to another one here in Dallas around a seven percent or so increase where you're seeing the even bigger jumps is when that company from the West Coast that might be offering, say, for a software engineer, we're seeing something like a 34% premium for the same person and the same skills in what they would pay in San Francisco versus what they would pay here in Dallas. And that's what's been really tough, is, you know, keeping that competition uh, at bay, especially the San Francisco Bay Area, has been, uh, has been difficult. So, so does that put Texas companies in, in a predicament there when they're having to compete against you know, they have someone who lives in Georgetown and works in Austin, but they're having to compete against companies in New York City or in, you know, San Francisco. Absolutely. And again, because of how the remote work dynamic for certain types of jobs. So obviously not every job allows for this situation, but for those that have been much more flexible, I'd say the, the big brand name tech companies that, that we all know of, um, they've been offering, you know, whether it's straight based salary or other types of compensation that just make it difficult for local employers to keep up with. Jay, I know that you all have always advised companies, you know, when it comes to pay, is there something else? Is it all about pay or are you now telling them, hey, you know, make this better, make that better uh, to, to try to lure people? Yeah, Jason, good, good question. You know, we, we focus mainly on base salary and just starting there. And then from, you know, from that point, we'll, we'll advise clients in a variety of ways. You know, some of them have been when people are trying to move up the, the career ladder, let's say, or, or get that extra skill and just what the difference between the old pay level and the new pay level looks like for that type of job. So for any uh, tech companies or people that hire data analysts, somebody go from a data analyst to a data science scientist a big jump there in terms of skills, in terms of pay. And so we talk a, a little bit about how you go through that transition. Um, we do shed light on some of the other things that we are hearing and seeing out there in terms of uh, extra perks that are being offered. But where we really start is with that base pay. And what are some of those extra perks there, Jay? Because we, we've seen some in the headlines, but you guys are really living it. What are some of those extra perks that, that businesses are offering? But it, it, it varies. Uh, I would say where I was just speaking with a local professional services firm last week, and uh, we are we are having this very discussion like we're having today. And I said, well, where are you having challenges? Like, well, it's not necessarily, you know, somebody can come in and offer a higher salary. We can make a business decision if that makes sense or not. But some of the upfront sign-on bonuses, particularly for very technical roles, and I mean, I've, I've spoken with, again, like professional services companies, uh, big financial investment institutions, and that's where, and I would say for for businesses out there, if you have an annual bonus uh, typically coming up in March, we see that a lot. I anticipate when we get to early spring, there are going to be people who get that annual bonus from last year's work. Then they'll take another job for a sign-on bonus. And so we can see, I mean, I've heard of some, you know, $50,000 or higher, or even six figures, depending on certain types of roles that aren't even necessarily chief executive levels. That's like wow. Wheeler's role. I mean, that's, yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> so, I was so say, now we're getting into my territory. Yeah. Some of those, you know, uh, you know, paying for healthcare. I, I think one that, you know, just uh, it, talk about a different world than when I graduated college. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing of uh, brand new graduates fresh out of college uh, expecting unlimited vacation time. And so I said, 
<laughs> and wow. it, it's just a different world that we're living in. I mean, we're, I mean, we're uh, you know, working with recruiters and it's not unusual for certain types of roles for people a month into a job to already be open to, to hearing more because of Jay, all the perks being thrown out there. What should a podcast host be making? Uh, you know, someone who's senior like Wheeler is. We'll we'll look that up after the show and we'll we'll follow up. I think you got some good details. Uh, I think that's probably one of the lower paying categories that you have there. Uh, I want to ask, is this just people switching jobs uh, who get these enormous bumps? Because it, it seems like, you know, maybe sometimes companies don't water the flowers that they already have and they're too busy out there trying to get somebody else to come in. Can you get these kind of bumps by staying put and being loyal to the employer anymore? Well, you asked a second ago, you know, some of the things we're advising uh, clients to do. And, and that is one, when you're looking on, we have a specific feature within our tool uh, to benchmark your current employee salaries to help you find those pay gaps. And that is where we do a lot of discussion with folks. I'll tell you, I've, I'm not sure what it is, but we have had a lot of nonprofits either sign up as clients with us or, or very mm-hmm. interested in our product. And whether there's the nonprofits or some others that haven't benchmarked where those jobs are today and what they're paying versus what the employees are currently making, that's where we do spend a lot of time helping, helping people think through it and, and saying, I know that this is what you've always paid, but here's what it's being paid at other places here locally or even around the country. So, yeah, obviously, we spend a lot of time helping with retention of employees. Well, Jay, to that point, though, let's say that, that uh, you know, I'm offered a job making, you know, ten or $15,000 more at another place. I mean, is, is it the same? Should I go in and try to, to uh, negotiate that with my current employer or, or what should happen now? Is my current employer going to bend? I wonder, I know every case is different, but are you guys seeing any trends? I would, I would say for people out there in that situation, you might be surprised if you go in and talk to your current employer, because they're, mm. they're going to do all the math of what's it going to cost for this employee to, to replace them. How long is that going to take? Particularly in today's market where unemployment rates, if you're in management or tech jobs or in that it's 2% or less. It's really hard to find people. So if you really like the place that you stay, if it looks like you have a career path and you love the culture and it's just a pay thing, I would say go talk to your manager and and have that discussion. All of that said, though, Jay, should all of the rest of us then be thanking all of these people who keep quitting their jobs? Because that's what's making us more valuable at work. (laughs) But. Potentially, potentially, uh, you, you know, em, employees are under a lot of pressure from just, I, I'm sure you, you've seen, you know, some of the inflation numbers recently. So we have a lot of cost of goods that are going up as well. So it's not even just, you know, that part of the hiring market, but just how quickly prices are going up. Well, let me ask you about that. You mentioned inflation. I saw a meme the other day that, that said, uh, you know, something like that. Uh, uh, why settle for 3% pay raise when your boss says that's, that's what everyone's getting uh, that's just the way it is when you can go across the street and make 15% pay raise. Um, should people expect in 2022 to, to get another 3% uh, or, or is that something that's kind of gone by the wayside considering inflation? Yeah, I think businesses are going to have to be very strategic about this. Some large companies have, have recently reported their earnings results and had, had big increases uh, in, in terms of what employees you know compensation was. And so I do think employers, again, in 2022 are really going to have to look at what can they afford? The cost of turnover is enormous. I mean, you can look at a trillion dollar impact in terms of employee turnover and, and what it costs businesses. And so to avoid that, you know, if I'm a business, you know, we, we think about it here with our company, we think about it when we talk to others, really focus on where the market is and where your employees are at. Hmm. 
Jay, I think a lot of people keep wondering, you know, where all the workers have gone uh, these days. And um, I'm curious, do you think that inflation might bring back some of these people who have sort of dropped out of the workforce because they found a way to make it work, cut their expenses, stay home more, et cetera? Will inflation maybe bring some of these workers back? It, it's possible. You know, when you have, when you have rents going up, mortgages going up, uh, the price of everything you buy at the grocery store, go out to a restaurant and so on. So it is going to put a squeeze on consumers. We'll see. Um, so far, if you look at around the country, we've still got a couple million fewer, I think, you know, people in the labor force. But here in Texas, here locally, that's not quite our situation. We have been able to bring a lot of workers back. So I think what's interesting is when I, when I speak to folks here in Dallas versus around the country, when we go, it's just a completely different story. Jay, Jay, my last question for you, as the chief uh, labor market analyst there at ThinkWhy and Labor IQ, I, here's here's a, a question I have as far as numbers crunching goes. The national unemployment rate is 3.9%. The unemployment rate in the state of Texas is 5%. I'm curious why the difference, if, if you can even answer that question. Yeah, what it means is more people here are actually out there looking for jobs. And so uh, I think roughly one out of every 11 people who were hired in the month of November, which was uh, the latest reported month that we have data for, one out of every 11 was here in Texas. And so we're, we have a lot of hiring, a lot of people out there looking for work, and it makes that number of, of unemployment higher, but that can actually be a good thing. That just means that more people are out there actually seeking jobs. And that can be a good thing, you said? Absolutely. That's what, in, in fact, if, if the unemployment rate went up, it could be great news because it simply means those people who've been sitting on the sidelines, not even looking for a job, uh, are back in the market looking to be employed. And when we have around the country, 10 million plus jobs open, we need more people to come back to work. Jay, if we keep seeing these numbers here in Texas, though, of so many people quitting each month, but then so many people being hired each month, should we assume that a lot of these people are just you know, sort of playing musical jobs, that they're just switching jobs? They're not necessarily falling out of the workforce. They're just going across the street. That's exactly right. So when you, you'll hear this number of people quitting, that's usually voluntary quits. And it's usually people going from one job to another just because there's so much opportunity here. Things are so competitive. They're more competitive now because you can be hired from somewhere else. So the number's not necessarily all that bad. The, the one thing that I am watching is, you know, here in Texas, we were, we were closer in terms of number of jobs open and actually being able to fill those roles. So like right kind of after the impact of COVID, and before COVID, you know, 90% plus of the jobs that were being posted would be filled. And there has been more like 70% because there's just so many jobs out there and you can't hire fast enough. And that's why we're seeing all these additional perks and just the competition in the labor market. Jay, I saw something interesting, though, in the latest month of numbers, and that is that layoffs and discharges in Texas shot way up. It, it shot up uh, percentage wise more than any other state. What's going on there? I mean, we, we keep hearing that employers need people, but at the same time now we see this increase in people being let go. Uh, is that just, you know, things didn't work out? Somebody got a new job maybe and it just didn't work out? Yeah, I, I have not dug specifically into that number. I know it was released late last week. Mm -hmm. That will, you know, at some point we've been at record lows in terms of layoffs and discharges because people have been doing everything they can to keep the talent they have. I do think this thing stabilized. So again, here in Dallas, we, we've, uh, in Texas, generally, we've been able to add the, all the jobs back that were lost. Mm. Now we haven't recaptured everything we would have gained, but at some point things will start to stabilize and you'll start to see those types of numbers tick up again. And it can be, you know, with so many people moving from one job to another, 
not always going to work out either for the employer mm-hmm. or the employee. So not too concerned at this point. There's just, you know, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing strong job gains. Again, we'll probably hire another hundred thousand people, hundred thousand extra jobs here in Dallas this year. Wow. Uh, so DFW has already recovered its uh, pandemic losses as far as numbers go. Austin has already done that as well. And is in fact growing uh, beyond that, isn't it? Uh, what about the other major cities in Texas? When do they fully recover from the losses of the pandemic? I think all but a few will have all jobs recovered at least by the end of this year. Houston's probably one that lagged a, a little bit, I think, into 2023, but it'll be closer to what we just generally see around the country. San Antonio will recover all faster. We're even seeing some smaller uh, some smaller places, whether it's in Texas or other states, where they've been able to hang on to their jobs and, and you know add them back quite well over the last uh, year and a half. Why is Houston lagging? There, there was a little extra oil and gas impact even before the pandemic. And so then once we all stopped traveling for quite a bit of time, it just had a further you know, dig into the employment there, whether you were specifically in that industry or a supporting industry. And so I, I think that's what put it behind a bit. But again, if you look at Houston relative to the country and especially relative to some other places like San Francisco and New York, it, it's still faring much better. Uh, Jay, I know that Whiteley is always thinking about switching jobs here, and I'm just curious, uh, do you see, I, I know that you've seen salaries rise in general. Is there a particular field or two fields or three fields right now where it would be great to be looking uh, because those salaries have popped even more? Technology is the easy one to look at. You know, that, that, that's uh, engineering, finance, I would say human resources. So with all of this hiring and people transitioning, you know, those are some of the like uh, human resource director, manager. Hmm. We're typically seeing a 9% premium in terms of what people have been paid to where they are today. And again, I think it's just with a lot of this transition of we're hiring bigger numbers than we've ever seen, employee turnover at some large, I mean, there's just a lot of logistics within HR and then replacing all those roles. So human resources, uh, it's one of the hot ones. Can you make yourself stand out right now just by calling back when the employer calls you or reaches out to you? We had talked a while back about how a lot of these employers are just getting ghosted when they're trying to hire people. They, They, you know, can't get the person to come in. Yeah, it's it's still been a challenge that, you know, uh, sometimes you get them to come in and they actually get hired. And then before they're completely onboarded, they've accepted another job. I mean, that's <laughs> that's how difficult things are. And so, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so if you could just get that call back, you, you know, you're you're uh, you're ahead of the game in some instances. Uh, I have one more for you, Jay, is is when we're done with all of this, when things, you know, quote unquote, normalize more, is there going to be sort of this empire strikes back moment, you know, where where there's sort of a a, a, a reckoning uh, when, you know, employers have more of the control again and employees, uh, you know, don't have as much leverage anymore. Are we going to see some of this stuff get rolled back, these salaries and these perks? It's an interesting question. You know, you typically don't see salaries head the other direction. So, um, but we have seen other prices for things do that home prices when, when, you know, times get bad. So we'll see. Uh, I, I just, uh, for, for some degree with the remote work dynamic and even companies that have been uh, full-time in the office now, at least considering hybrid, I mean, lots of companies that I've, I've spoken with are doing that. So I don't know, as long as that keeps up. So if, if you have a, a smaller labor force than typically what we've had, you have extra things like that that make it more competitive. I don't know. You know, I, some things will start to normalize at some point, but I don't I don't know that we can completely go back to where things were before the pandemic. A lot of people just breathe a big sigh of relief there. Uh, right. Jay Denton, the chief labor market analyst at ThinkWhy Labor IQ, headquartered in uh, Dallas, but uh, looking at the whole country. 
and seeing that Texas uh, has still remained this job engine. Uh, Jay, thanks for doing this with us. And and be sure to get back with Whiteley uh, about that. Uh, you know, what's a podcaster supposed to make? Let me know, man. That sounds good. I'm going to switch my name to Jason for the next uh, one. So we can just have a Jason's on here. Just, just to make it extra time. confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I hope he does change his name to Jason and become a uh, part of our podcast here because something tells me that Jay uh, would bring a lot of know-how uh, to us here as far as negotiating goes. And, and, you know, maybe he can work out a deal for all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> he did have the cool headsets on our, our listener, uh, you know, couldn't see that, but he, he had these really cool headsets that, that he was using the yeah, high and, end ones, you know, the noise canceling. Right. right. And, and you know, what's cool about that conversation is he's not just telling employees what to do. He's telling employers, listen, if you want to keep Wheeler here, you got to pay him the $400,000 that he's worth because he's going to walk across the street and get it somewhere else. I wish he would go say that. I like that. I like the sound of that sentence. Um, no, you know, I, I, I do think that that's a fascinating part. This is a piece, of, I think, of the puzzle that most of us never even think right. about. We think that it's, you know, this big, bad corporate, you know, versus me, the little guy, and I've got to go in there and they're just going to kind of pull some numbers out of the air. And I know they've got more than what they say. This is an interesting sort of middleman that I think a lot of people never even think about that companies actually turn to somebody and go, hey, yeah. I know that you're studying salaries all around our market for these positions and all around the country. What should we be paying these people? Companies are asking for that advice and he's feeding it to them. And I couldn't be happier than to hear Jay say that they are having to tell employers, uh, you're going to have to up the ante more than that. Indeed so. And so many people think that Texas is just white hot when it comes to job creation. He really broke mm-hmm. it down, too, about, you know, Dallas and Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth and Austin are, are really, uh, you know, doing great. But Houston is, is still just a, a scotch behind down there, which was which was interesting, too. Yeah. San Antonio as well. Uh, yeah. and, and I do think um, and, and, you know, I'm certainly not an expert here. You do wonder if you'll see. Houston start to pick up some of that lost steam again, though, now that oil, my goodness, oil is king again all of a sudden yeah. uh, and, and, and it's kind of booming there. So we'll see if if Houston can kind of pick it up. But, yeah, it is fascinating. And we know that the recovery hasn't been totally even and equal. Uh, we know that you may have lost your job and your industry uh, has suffered and not come back yet. But he's saying the overall picture. So we've seen big job creation in other areas like tech. And so they've been adding a lot of jobs and DFW already back to that, uh, you know, beyond what it was pre-pandemic. Austin has already gotten there and has been exceeding it. So Mm. it's just on fire right now. Yeah, indeed so. Well, that does it for this episode of Y'all Ticks. Always appreciate you listening. Make sure if you haven't downloaded, if you're looking for some way to keep up with Texas politics and what's going on in our state here in 2022, subscribe to us, tell a friend, tell a relative about us. Uh, you know, we have what one more week of dry January here. Apparently, I've gotten Wheeler on board with this, uh, but we'll crack out the Texas brews uh, again probably next week and uh, start sampling the rest of the state. Yeah, and we'll see how, how, how you just waste away by the end of January. We're going to see how many pounds you can drop and how angry you can make your wife over just the ease that you're having with that. I worry that I'll put it all back on in February, which... Yeah, but if I can create any discord in the Whiteley household, I'm all for it. So I, I want to I keep track of that weight loss. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll do it all again next week. 